Now, usually it's gardening with Barb and Karen, but Barb is down south, enjoying the warmth, we hope. And so today I have a very special guest, and that is my friend, fellow Master Gardener, Harvey Hess. Good morning, Harvey. Hello. It's nice to be back here it's, again once. It's great to have you, Harvey. Now, you are uh, out in St. Clair on your, your farm, and we don't farm anymore, but you've got a lot of acres out there, and you've made a, a park for yourself out there. Yes, it's it's uh, very nice. Uh, Sixty-five acres, and my buddy he d- built it really himself. He planted trees and got native grasses and and flowers, and we got a pond down there and and that. And he's got a little over two miles of trails down there, and then uh, one place we got a little ditch, and and uh, he made a bridge to go there and we go into the neighbors and the neighbors got a couple of totem poles that he cut out of chainsaws and then on top my buddy uh, established uh, meadows with uh, 40 some wildflowers wow all native to minnesota and then different different grasses and stuff too so really nice place and now isn't it along the river too the sewer river runs through the park all right so harvey's got his park but also harvey is known uh, among the master gardeners one of the experts for seed starting and getting plants started because you have one of been, been one of the main sources of when we have our plant sales of the starts of the tomatoes and the peppers and the herbs and things like that when i fr- we first started with the master gardeners uh, they didn't have tomatoes and stuff for sale and I said, well, how about that? And, and so that's where I got started doing it. And, and I had about 70 last year, and they all went like that. But oh, yeah. They're, last they're... year was my last year of starting them. But I'm going to, uh, uh, Deb Trio is going to use my facilities, and she's going to raise, uh, do the work. And I said, I uh, furnish the electricity and the water. But she has, she's going to have to do all the work for it. And she's planning on having about 72 tomato plants okay. at the sale then. So. Because the Minnesota River Valley Master Gardeners every spring have our, our big sale. And a lot of them do uh, cut some of their perennials. Well, so you get perennials and then also yeah. then the vegetables and other garden plants that, that you started. But you one year, I mean, you had more than 72 in the past, though, correct? Oh, I've had as many as 100, I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But uh, so yeah. we will have them this year. That's good to know. But you, I guess, are the expert in seed starting, and isn't it about time to start a lot of the seeds, Harvey? Yes. Uh, if I if I was going to start onions, I would have already started them. Right. But I'm not doing that this year. Um, it's time to do herbs. They take a while. Like what kind of herbs do you do? I have. I think I'm going to have about 22 or 23 different herbs this year. Um, just wow, about anything anything you can think of, even catnip. Okay. But uh, that's not for me. It's for one of my daughters, oh. <laughs> granddaughters. <laughs> it's for the cat, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did I did last year. I had uh, um, a bunch of them, and I had next to the garden. I had two different troughs, and I had pots in there. I had eight in each, each one, uh, all different. And uh, I'm going to do that again this year and what about other things we should be starting now? Because, you know, we look to the last frost date, which is variable in Minnesota, and it seems like it's becoming earlier because of 
climate change. So when do you think we should start some different things? Because I know a lot of people were anxious and they started things in January, way too early for things, because I've made that mistake in the past. I'm going to start in February and I'm going to get a jump on things. And you've done that before, too, I know. Yeah, but the trouble is, uh, before you can plant them in the garden, if you start too early, they get too so leggy in that. And right. stuff. Um, when I start tomatoes and peppers, I think of Memorial Day as a day that you can first put them in the garden. Right, it has, they are warm, love the warmth. They need 50 degrees temperature in the ground and the in the air, mm-hmm. and they don't like it to go below 50 degrees anymore. So you're really kind of limited. So they say middle of May is the last frost date, but for tomatoes and, and uh, peppers, I use Memorial Day as the date. So we will, uh, Deb's coming over some the first week in April, and we'll start them then. So you are not starting your tomatoes or peppers and things until April? Yeah, the first part of April. Well, is it okay now if I wanted to start? I mean, it's we're talking the middle of March. Would it be okay? or? You, you could. Um, if you're going to start them in a house or something by a window or something like that, that's fine. I can start mine a little later because once that we get the uh, uh, tomato in a peat pot and once I can get them out to my greenhouse, then they really take off in there. Is your greenhouse heated? Because obviously... No. Oh, it's not. It's not heated, except that when I do take stuff out there in the spring, because the temperature gets so cold at night, right? Uh, I do have a, a little heater in there to oh. keep it warm. Okay, that's what I was <clears> going to ask you. So what are some tricks of the trade, things to know when you're starting seeds for people who maybe aren't familiar with it? I start just about everything in these little six packs that you can buy uh, like uh, plants the plastic in ones and, yeah and i use seed starting mix yeah you don't use potting soil or you don't use your stuff from the garden no you never never use i don't use any of, of that uh, i use i use potting mix uh, and it's really not soil it's it's a light mixture of other things yeah. like, like peat and oh perlite and other things that make it so it's very well draining yeah and because it, it's it's a uh, Potting mix, not potting soil. Right. Soil is heavier than the mix. And, and so I'll start uh, that, and what I do is I'll fill all of these little plastic six-packs. How, how deep are they, about three, four inches deep? Yeah, they're, they're, they're about... Okay. And um, I have a flat, and I can get 12 of them in the flat. Meaning a, a, something that holds all of them, and yeah. and, a, and if there's drainage, it doesn't make a mess all over, right? Like a tray yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, they're in a in a regular tray, and then I will put water in there at night before I use them, and so by the morning, this dirt has all got moist then. Okay. And then I'll—that's when I start putting the seeds on there, and then I'll put some dirt on top of it. A little bit. Yeah. And there are some seeds I know that don't like to have. They need uh, seeds, need light to... Um, light to germinate. To germinate. So I'm sure you just read the package and it tells you that. Yeah. Yeah. There's some things that uh, you just can't cover and, and stuff. But tomatoes and peppers, you usually cover them with maybe an eighth to a quarter of an inch. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. And then I'll put a, 
I got a, a cover over that, a plastic cover. Clear, like a dome, a clear dome or something. Uh, yeah, and then now put them underneath the lights. and, and uh, Do you use heating mats? No, I don't. Okay, now I have not had luck without heating mats. I have got the heat mats, and I don't start as many as you, but I know you have a heated garage. so That's, that's the difference, I oh. think, because... I have tried heating mats, and they get too hot. Oh, they get too hot. Okay. So uh, my t- temperature out there in the garage is is about the right temperature, so I don't use any heating pads. But they need that warmth to germinate. <clears throat> they need warmth to germinate, yeah. If you've got a cooler place and stuff, uh, go ahead and use a, a mat, but uh, I don't. Now, on the farm, way, way back, you know, we were farm folks too, my mom would get soil from the garden, and she would put it in a pan and all the seeds would come up and they would all flop over because they would get, um, what's it called? A damp. Uh, Damping off, off yeah, off. because there's some sort of a fungus or something because anytime you use some soil like that, it, it's got probably the, the spores from the fungus or whatever that causes it, and it doesn't drain very well. So then she thought, she heard that you should put it in the oven. So she had a big pan of dirt and she put it in the, cooked it in the oven for 250 degrees for, I don't remember how long. And she tried that, but you know what? That wasn't successful either. Well, what I do is, is once they're in those six packs Mm -hmm. and they start to grow, yeah, they get maybe up a couple inches and then they'll get their true leaves yeah the first the first little sprouts are, are not the true leaves it's the next one yeah <laughs> then I try I take them out of there and put them in the peat pots a three inch peat so you pot. Trans- I transplant them. them into the peat pots okay. uh, and I use a three eight or th- three inch ones mm-hmm. and then in the flat I can get 18 of those in the flat and when I put the tomato in there I'll put it in as deep as, quite deep. Um, oh, even as a seedling, you can put it in deep. Yeah, uh, I will do that because uh, it'll root from the stem. Only tomatoes, though. Yeah, and uh, then I'll wait until I get them out in the greenhouse. That's when they really pop uh, and grow fast then. Another thing I know when we were raising them way back, we never had extra light. We'd put them by a window, and a lot of times they would grow toward the light, and then they'd flop over. So you have, I know, a whole bunch of lights that you use, and they don't have to be special grow lights, which costs a lot of money, by the way, right? Yeah. Um, I use uh, four-foot shop lights. Okay. And there are two bulbs in there, and I use a, um, most of them are T8s that I use, and I have a warm white and a cool white. So you have to look on the box as warm or cool? Yeah, and use one of each of those in each each one. Uh, the other day I did get some LED lights that are supposed to be changeable to these same uh, shop lights. And they're not as hot and don't use as much electricity, correct? A lot of light. I, I got two, uh, I got a cool white and a warm white. And yeah. And I put one in uh, on one of mine and uh, it's a lot of light and uh, I think it's going to be okay. You don't think it'll be too much? No, I don't think it'll be too much. Uh, I do. I did get one uh, grow light, LED grow light mm-hmm. last year, and that's got a green and a red and uh, stuff in there, and it, it works okay. I had one plant that it, it didn't work underneath. I had to move it, okay. uh, but now these are just like the, the um, other lights, so... I'm gonna, I got one I'm going to try and so see. So this will be an experiment a little bit yeah. for you. I mean, they're supposed to be just as good, just 
they don't use as much electricity. Well, getting back to the when I put them in the peat pots, mm-hmm. then I sprinkle uh, um, milled sphagnum moss. Milled sphagnum moss, okay. On top of it. Oh, so on top of the the soil after you've planted them, okay. After they're planted, I would spread it around the, the tomato on the top of these peat pots, and then I take a spray, a water spray, and I water it all down from the top. Now, why do you do that? To prevent damp off. Oh, and I suppose it also helps keep the moisture in. I would guess. Well, that isn't going to make too much difference there, but okay. it, that's that's what I use to. Uh, uh, keep the damp off. I Milled had sphagnum moss. I'm writing that down because that's one thing I hadn't heard about. Yeah, it, it's, um, you don't see it all over, but uh, there there are some places where you can get that at the uh, nurseries and stuff. Oh, really? Okay, so that's something you do for all of your seedlings? Uh, all of them, just about everything goes with that in there. And then, so you have them under the lights. How far do you have your lights above the seedlings? I try to keep them just about an inch away. So real close. Yeah, I can move them up, and then as they get bigger, I move them up. And and then I assume you keep those lights on them until they're ready to go outside. They're on 16, 17 hours a day. Yeah, and there's a reason that you're supposed to only do it. You're not supposed to have them on all the time, right? Yeah, you want, you want to have a little dark uh, for a few hours, but 16 to 17 hours a day is, is good for them. Okay, and then then they get to a point where it gets warm enough in the spring. Like you said, the soil must be 50 degrees. And then you have to kind of train them uh, so they don't get such a shock from being in your warm greenhouse to going outside, right? Once they're in the greenhouse, you can pan, then from there you can put them right in the, in the garden. Oh, because you, okay. You're, you harden them off in the greenhouse. But now I don't have a greenhouse. I have them in my house, which is always <coughs> warm. So Yeah, that, then you have to harden them off like put them outside for an f- uh, hour or so the first day or a couple of days and then gradually keep them out there longer. You know, I don't know if you do this or not. This is one thing I've heard and I've actually tried it is putting a fan on my seedlings to give them a little stronger uh, stem. Yes. And I don't know, do you do that as yes. well? Okay. Yes. So when do you start doing with the fan? Um, I have one in the, in the garage that I uh, just move the air a mm-hmm. little bit and stuff like that. But then when I get them on a greenhouse, then I got an oscillating one, and oh. uh, uh, it changes, you know. So uh, it just kind of goes around the room and... Yeah, just go back and forth and... Is it very, is it low or is it high? Does it matter? Just a low. You don't want real... <laughs> you don't want to blow them over. Yeah, because these poor tomato plants, I mean, you're, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to blow them over. Do you, because um, you've actually, after you've taken them out and transplanted them in the peat pots, did you put... In the peat pots, is that then potting soil? So yes, that's so so because that's good. No, 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 no. I st- I still only use potting mix. Oh, okay. I How do they get fertilizer then? Because they need something to. I I use put uh, I when I water them, I fertilize them. Okay. I use all my plants all winter in the house and out in the garage. Every time I water, there is fertilizer in there. So tell me, how, what do you use? Because you're so successful at it, and I think a lot of people could learn from you. I got milk jugs. I fill mm-hmm. them, and I have a one-fourth teaspoon. So just a very little. It's very diluted. Very little in there. And uh, th- so they get a little uh, fertilizer every time. What 
plant fertilizer are you using? Some sort of a liquid formula or Miracle Grow? Okay, but it's liquid, so you mix it. Mix well, it. Well, this is this is a, a powder or granule. Oh, okay, yeah. Granule, and you just dump it in there, and it just evaporates. But, or it, but you do that all winter long for even your other plants? Yep. Every really? time I fill my water jugs, I take them out there. The first thing I do is to put the fertilizer in them. Maybe that's part of my thing why I don't do very well with my house plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I have some problem with my house plants too because I don't always take care of them like I do. See, <laughs> I'm the same way, Harvey. I I much prefer my outdoor plants and the house plants. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have some uh, plants on the table that I got from Norla, my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, th- three of them, well, two of them are. Um, Oh, what, what does she grow? Uh, um, coleus. No. Not coleus, okay. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a name now. Anyway, she got them free because some comp- uh, uh, trucker came up here with plants and they were rejected or oh, something, sure. and so somebody got them. And, but I've got a little tablet there, and I marked down the day that I water them because I water them every week the same day. Okay. And then I have a little uh, um, measuring cup there, so I measure out how much water I give them and stuff like that. And uh, one is a a fern, a couple of ferns. Oh, okay. Indoor ferns, not the outdoor kind. Yeah. And they're just doing beautiful. I I mean, right now I've got some, oh, what does Nora always put in the window? Uh, Begonias? Uh, no. Anyway, they they got flowers now, and they're they're about two inches tall. Okay. White flowers, and it just beautiful. And I got one now overwintering for a granddaughter up in the cities, and now that's got one flower, and that's a more of a purple one and stuff. So, okay. So I those are get those get better care than everything right? else. <laughs> now I know your sister Norla. She's also a master gardener. Is known for her coleus and she raises a lot of coleus now i might have made a mistake i had a a big old coleus plant and i'm trying to root them so i used rooting hormone but i put them in potting soil maybe i shouldn't have done potting soil i should i have done potting mix um you can do it both ways i but i'm not i don't i don't do that norla Gets all her coleuses from cuttings. I, I well, that's what I was doing was cuttings. Yeah, and but I always do do seeds. Oh, okay. And um, but she has good luck with. It. I think she just puts them in water. Oh, she uh, just starts them like that. Okay. I think she just sticks them in water and lets them root. And then they put them in dirt. Yeah. Okay. Well, I. But I, she has she has good luck with them. And yeah, stuff. I should give. I should do it because I don't know if uh, we've talked about this before, Harvey. But I had um, <laughs> Dahlia. <laughs> and I was sure they were dead, and I really love these. They're called American Dawn, and they're just beautiful. They're like a pink with a purple purple center, kind of a, it's like different hues, and it gets mm-hmm. darker. And I had these tubers that I they had from last year, and I was sure they, they looked just dry as a bone, and I thought, they're dead. And you said, Karen, why don't you give those to me, and I'll see what I can do. And sure enough. Last spring, you you and your husband brought them out there, and you were ready to throw them away. I was, yeah. And uh, I took them in, and I uh, put them in uh, one of my flats and put moist uh, potting mix. So it was potting mix, not potting 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 soil. Yeah, potting mix. Oh, so I just put mine in potting soil. Was that a mistake? Um, That's too heavy. 
Well, maybe I'll have to dig them all out and put them in. <laughs> I, I just used potting mix. Okay. And then I wetted the mix first. Yeah. Uh, so it was damp. Not, okay. Not real wet, but damp. And I just put them in and put them underneath the shelf. And, uh, and I think once or twice I got them out and I want get different uh, mix in there and damp again. And uh, they're shriveled up, but they're still alive. But they need moisture to expand, uh, and then they'll start growing. Okay, well, and so I did this maybe a couple weeks ago. I put my dahlia tubers in potting soil in pots, and I have them in the furnace room because I want them to break dormancy to get warm. So should I take them out maybe because that, that might make them rot, do you think, and put them in potting mix? That's what I did, and that's what worked. Because uh, okay. I don't know if you remember what you said to me. I, I called you that one day, and and uh, I had some growing. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you said, that, "Do you have some?" And I said, "Yeah," but I said, "You know, the deal is, you get the first one, I get the second one." <laughs> you got some growing? I said, "Yeah." You're lying. Yeah, I didn't believe you. <laughs> you she didn't believe me. <laughs> But I did, out, out of that one, I think I got four or five, and then you had another variety, too. Right. And I got about seven, eight out of that one. Right. And, you know, that other variety was a dark, deep, dark purple, and, and that one, for some reason, has more full um, roots, so that I didn't think that was dead as the the other yeah. one. But the American Dawn one is one of the prettiest and most prolific dahlias I have grown. Now, you grow a lot of them. Is there any varieties that you think or would recommend as far as dahlias? Oh, um, to recommend, I I have about um, 30 varieties. Um, I mean, is there any that you really, that you know the names of that you would say, like, this is something you should grow? Uh, Too many? Yeah, yeah. Your your dinner plate ones are are nice. I think um, they have a life uh, expectancy because of uh, um, so many years, and then you almost should start with new ones instead of getting the same ones all the time. I don't I don't think they'll work so, forever. Oh, you don't think so? Because I was wondering about that. If, if you keep starting, how long can you keep if you have them in the ground and then start them again the next year and the next year? Can't you do it almost forever, though? Well, some of them you can, but some oh. of some of them, they don't seem to. Now, I've had some of these dinner plate ones, and I just had beautiful flowers. The, the plant was about six feet tall, and I had ten flowers on one time on it. And that. Yeah. And when I dug it up underneath there, the, the roots, uh, the tubers, was hardly much. anything in the, underneath there. Oh. So I don't, I'm not sure, but I was wondering if the energy was put into the flowers and they didn't put the energy back into the tubers. Well, I was wondering that this year because when I dug up the American Dawn tubers this year, they were, I mean, the, the, the flowers were amazing, huge, just flowers and flowers and flowers, and I was just so excited. But when I dug them up, there really wasn't much underneath at all. So I'm wondering maybe that's what you're saying. If, if, if you ever uh, show flowers, uh, you know, like that, uh, what they do is they'll cut off everything else except for maybe just one or two flowers. So it puts the the, the all the energy in the bloom uh, one. Yeah. Okay. And so it makes it nicer and stuff. Okay. Well, by the way, that American Dawn that you helped save uh, got the champion Dahlia at the Nicollet County Fair last year. <laughs> 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 Thanks to Harvey for rescuing me. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Oh, Harvey, you're so good. Um, so yeah, but your your favorite thing um, is dahlias. That's one thing that you've done. Yeah. Somebody asked if, if if I couldn't do any more, what would be the last thing I'd give up, and it would be the dahlias. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. I have a rose garden too, but uh, um, but dahlias are, and I have I grow uh, cannon and and uh, cattle lilies and a lot of other different things too. But it just just the dahlias I kind of there's like. something about them, yeah, yeah yeah you know my thing is hostas I love the hostas <laughs> yeah. I've got an awful lot of those several hundred of them but yeah you know it's uh, whatever people like it's everybody's choice and uh, um, but I I have I have a lot of dahlias that I'll uh, flowers I'll put in vases and stuff and take them someplace and that's why all the women everywhere Harvey goes are like oh it's Harvey with flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I I had been going to uh, uh, physical therapy at Medicine East uh, I, for different things, you know, and and stuff like that. So I got to know him real well and stuff. And I hadn't been in there for a while. And uh, so that one day I took in two uh, vases with a uh, flower in each one. And, and one of the therapists came through, oh, Harvey's here. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in care of the flowers. They're yeah. coming, yeah. My but one thing about uh, the dahlias is you can put them out. They don't have smell. Oh, right. Where you have roses, you can't put those on a shelf by the receptionist because when people come in. They might be allergic or have a uh, yeah. reaction to them. But right. dahlias don't have the smell, so it, they don't bother. Yeah, lilies can be really bad with smell and be really strong. So yeah. Not all of them. Some of them don't have any smell, but there's some lilies that are very, very strong and can be problematic. If you ever go to a funeral sometime and like, achoo! Yeah, could be probably because there's a bunch of lilies. Well, uh, it used to be um, uh, a drugstore. Um, now I can't even think of that. The name of the drugstore? Yeah, they they did have one. Uh, it was a big store. Lewis Drug? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the pharmacist there, I where I where I always got my pills and stuff, and. Uh, he had a spot on top of the shelf for my dahlias. Did he? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I give him a, bring him a dye every once in a while. There, that's Harvey's spot for the dahlias. <laughs> well, that's wonderful, Harvey. Hey, my sister just uh, sent a note. When you were talking, probably thinking about what, what uh, Norla had in her window, it was probably geraniums. No. Oh, it wasn't geraniums. Okay. No, it was. it's a smaller one with a, a little leaves. Okay. Hmm. Um, Not African violets. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I've killed every African violet I've ever had. Well, I got these on, on my table, and they're just doing great. Well, I think the problem is I overwater them and, or dump water on the leaves, and they don't like that. No, I water. Actually, what she got when she got them, they had pots that you set inside another one. Okay. And it had a little stem uh, out the bottom where it sucked the water up into the so you uh, couldn't, you water from the bottom then, yeah. Stick the water in there, and then this little stem is where it would draw the water up into the... When you start your seeds, do you water from the bottom, or do you water from the top, or do you mist, or what do you do? Um, I water everything from the bottom. You do? So you just put some in the bottom until it soaks up and... Well, that's where I start the, the night before. Mm -hmm. I'll have them all filled with the seed starting mix. Mm -hmm. And then I'll pour water in that, and then the next morning, they'll all be damp then. Oh, okay. And then that usually will last until they germinate. 
you so then you put the then you put the hood over the top and then it plastic and that'll keep them moist. The in condensation there. goes. Yeah. Oh, Harvey, I got to do thing. I got to go go home and do some things now that I've talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> you make me work. Anyway, we're out of time, but it's always great. We've been chatting with Harvey Hess, who is a master gardener, Minnesota River Valley master gardener. He's an emeritus because you, I don't know how many years you've done it, but at some point they, they give you emeritus status. That means you're yeah. extra special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Harvey. You have a great rest of your day, and thanks for coming in today. You're welcome. All right. It is two minutes past 10. You're listening.